0: So just chill out, you know, drink a seven up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy uh, and I thought we'd start off with that sound advice, chill out, eat a moon pie, Quit murdering people. Those are words to live by right there. But really, uh, you don't need to go to Sunday school every week to know you shouldn't murder. Pretty much everyone agrees with that. In all cultures, all times they agree, do not murder. Now, they may disagree on what justified killing is and what actual murder is, but whatever they define as murder, it's just wrong. In fact, it is about as wrong as it gets. And God agrees. God said the punishment for murder is death. Genesis 9, 6. It'd be the sixth command of just 10. And God shows his hatred for murder the moment it appears in Cain. John, or Genesis chapter 4, verse 8. Because the act of murder is an assault on God himself. After God made a covenant with Noah never to destroy mankind by a flood, he set up a system to protect human life. Any man who unlawfully took the life of another would have to have his own life taken as well. For God made man in his own image, Genesis 9, 6. Life is precious. It's valuable to God. To murder another human being is to murder what is most like God in creation. And to that, I say, okay. Okay. I get it. I'll chill out. I'll eat my moon pie. I won't murder people. No problem. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard a sermon telling me to stop murdering people. It's kind of just assumed, right? That's not a sin many of us have had to confront. But this is a sin that the Bible tells us isn't so easy. To escape, actually. And there are a couple of reasons in Scripture that we should pause on this sixth command and be sure that we are living our lives according to God's will. And the first reason is the word God used in the command itself. There are different words in Hebrew to distinguish between just killing, like the capital punishment that's prescribed in the law, or a killing that takes place on the battlefield, or for unjust killings. The word is Rasa, which in English we sometimes call murder, the unlawful, premeditated, or immoral killing of someone. But it also includes what in our justice system we would call manslaughter or neglect, any death caused by carelessness or negligence. And we could really dig in and see what that means for uh, defensive killing and, and the killing of animals and so on. But it strays a little far from our purpose here. What's important is that the Hebrew word "rasah" that's used in the sixth commandment it means both blatant premeditated murder and all deaths caused by carelessness. We should be cautious because even if we don't mean to, God says we can murder through our carelessness. If we drive under the influence of alcohol or maybe something that hits closer to home, we text while we drive. We may put others' lives in danger more often than we assume. The sixth commandment would have applied to those situations as well, as much as violently murdering someone. And then there's the issue of negligence. The principle of uh, the watchman in Ezekiel 33 comes to mind. We've got this picture of a watchman who was put in a position to warn the city of the coming threat against it. And if the watchman failed to blow the trumpet, He was negligent in his duty. And then the blood of the people would be on his hands. Ezekiel 33 verses 7 through 9. We can be negligent in failing to warn others of danger or to speak up on behalf of those who are vulnerable and powerless. So we may be quick to say, okay, uh, I won't murder anyone. That's fair. But by God's definition, we may actually be carelessly or negligently taking part in it. But even more likely is the second reason we should pause on the sixth commandment. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus challenged his disciples to live by the standards of the kingdom of God and not by the standards of the world, not even of the standards of the religious establishment around them. And the standards of God's kingdom aren't focused entirely on outward conformity. Outward conformity, you know, living out a godly life, that's important, but it's more focused on inward transformation of the heart. And so Jesus says, I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it's said to people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister, will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, "rakah," is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell, Matthew chapter 5. So let's get things straight. We're freed from the law. The Old Testament teaches us a lot, but when it comes to how Uh, we should live our lives, we look now to Jesus, not the Ten Commandments. It's still wrong to murder, uh, whether intentionally or carelessly. But we know that because it violates the basic principles of the gospel as Jesus and the Spirit reveals them to us. And Jesus reaffirms, reiterates that it is sinful to murder. Everyone from the worst of sinners to the most outwardly righteous Pharisees would tell you it is wrong to murder. But what they won't tell you is that you can sin long before you get to the point of it. God said to the people long ago, you shall not murder and anyone who murders is subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. He's not saying that what was written in the Old Testament is not true it is, but the Pharisees had the interpretation of what was written all skewed. They they were sitting around debating about what murder was, which killings were justified, which killings weren't justified, so that they could build their own religious rules and bind them on other people. And the excuse they used is so that people would never get close to breaking the law. They built these guardrails to keep people away from the boundaries of the law. You know, if God considered it careless murder to let your friend ride on a horse that might buck him off, then the Pharisees would come up with a rule that said you can never let your friend ride a horse. They were so focused on the outward observance of the law that while it was important, they lost sight of the heart of God's word. You don't just not murder because it's messy or the physical act is wrong, but because it reveals a deeper sin within you. You know the world understands murder is a crime. But Jesus says it's not enough to not murder. You must eradicate hatred from your heart. John writes everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. 1st John 3:15. The stakes could not be higher. So chill out. Eat a moon pie. Stop murdering people. It sounds easy. It sounds uh, you know, status quo, but Jesus says to really avoid the sin of murder, you have to purge out hate. Eternal life hangs in the balance. And if you have harbored anger or content or uh, malice towards someone else, you are guilty. Have you ever been a little happy over someone's misfortune? Have you ever put someone down in your heart? Then your heart has known murder, according to Jesus. Jesus demands radical righteousness from his disciples. He doesn't just want us to follow the rules. He wants us to transform our hearts through him and by his grace and his mercy and his love and through the revealed word, we have everything we need to do just that. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. So just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.